Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from unbelievably hot Southern California. I mean, no joke, it was like 90 yesterday. What? Wow. Yeah. 90? And people have 90. to stay in the house? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so I'm Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm not coming, call, um, coming from... California, but I'm calling New York City, <laughs> Harlem, and it's about 45 degrees here and a little bit drizzly, but it's it's nice. It's a great time to walk. It's nice and clear. And I'm Seth Rodney. I am the opinions editor at the Hyperallergic blog, and I'm speaking to you from Newburgh, where, at least on my street, it's blackity black. Um, This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, And there's a lot of stuff to figure out, uh, obviously. Um, So we were talking about knowledge um, in our last episode. And so we're going to kind of just sort of uh, smoothly on ramp to talking about the insurrection. and I think, you know, when we were talking about, uh, you know, being more topical, as we often do on the podcast, um, I see the crisis in sort of knowledge networks and epistemology to be like directly responsible for what happened at the Capitol and is happening today um, uh, in capitals all around this country, state capitals all around this country, as far as preparations for violence. Um so we'll probably weave in and out of the, you know, the topic of knowledge. But, I mean, mostly we're going to be talking about what happened on uh, January 6th. So, uh, Stephen, Jeff? Um, if I can throw out just a general question to get the discussion mm-hmm. going. Is it right to call this an insurrection? So I think so. Um, I uh, I decided that I was going to – I mean, I – we. I think language is very important. We yes. all think language is very important. And I think how we label things is critical. Um, and I decided that day that I was not going to let go of that ground. And I was mm-hmm. not going to let it be rhetorized in a way that was less severe than in what it actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are going to be shocked by the degradation of symbols, then our language mm-hmm. needs to rise to that occasion. Absolutely. So, yes, I absolutely think it was an insurrection. Well said. I agree and with you. And not organized one. Sure. You well, know. <laughs> organized to some degree. So there sure, were there sure, were moments sure, sure. Um, that we're Agreed. still investigating about who was involved. You know, right. why were the Capitol Police sent home? Why do people know where people's offices were when there were no names out there? Like, how did people get so close to almost capturing people? Mm-hmm. You know, so this is a very, I, I think it... More and more reports come out that I'm trying to track down and trace to see just how organized it was because it looked on the on the outside of it, it just looked like a bunch of people walking into the Capitol and picking up podiums and <laughs> seeing a Nancy Pelosi's desk. But there, there's more to it. They're finding day to day. They're finding out more. That's right. I mean, I've heard mm-hmm. uncorroborated so far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, read, I should say, not heard. Read stories. Uh, uncorroborated so f- stories of what about um, certain of the insurrectionists having maps or having um, um, guides to um, mm-hmm. maps is the right word 
maps to people's offices, to Congress mm-hmm. people's mm-hmm. offices, and um, perhaps also this underground tunnels. Um, mm-hmm. And also there were, and you all know this, um, we, they found um, pipe bombs at certain locations around yeah. the building or in the, or in the neighborhood. Um, and it appears that Talking Points USA apparently helped sponsor some of the bus buses that took yes. people from out of town and into town. Is this mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas's wife? No, the Ginny like thing a, is not true, apparently. So it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Not okay, true. Good. yeah, that's, okay, good. that's what good. Stephen said the other day. She was associated with that organization, and the guy who's the talking head for their organization was making these really bold claims that there right. don't seem to be any evidence Ch- for Charlie, that. And, Charlie okay. Kirk, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, and they okay. also brought her in. And then that the press ran with that story, and I just started tracking it down. It was like, this isn't true. Um, but it's 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 it fits it like it's a narrative. I mean, it's an idea that would fit in with what happened, right? Yeah, because she was one. Remember, she had a moment with President Trump. There was this list of people that weren't Trumpist. There was a way to weed them out mm. of his administration. This was early on. Mm-hmm. You can track that story, so it was easier to believe that she was a part of this too. But mm. because she also tweeted and then deleted her tweet. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing. One of the things that I thought of as you were describing, you know, that some of it was clearly planned, and I think obvious, like you don't show up with flex cuffs and Mm -hmm. body armor Mm -hmm. and not there not be a plan. Mm -hmm. So clearly, there was planning involved. You know, on a large scale, logistically Mm -hmm. coordinating seven thousand people. No, but you know what it made me think about was you know the Mm -hmm. sort of the French Revolution. I'm not saying they're exactly analogous. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that you don't need that many people to be organized and planned to reach a a groundswell of destabilization in this. Absolutely, like Mm -hmm. you need a handful of people who have tapped into that sort of vein of resentment and anger mm-hmm. and can sort of, you know, kind of channel the crowd in a variety of directions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, what I'm sure there are people that have studied this, but, you know, so I think I, I saw a number that about 7,000 people uh, had swarmed the Capitol. I mean, what's the actual critical mass of planners that you need, need in that? Right. I, I would guess it's something like 70. I, I would guess it's like I even really low. You'd go lower than that. So yeah, because I, of, you want to keep it. You want to keep it sort of like you know closer to chest. The plans. That's my, uh, my sense. I, I, I meant. I meant more. like. I mm-hmm. meant a group. Not not seventy people working together. I mean, in that group of seven thousand people, you know, somewhere around one or two percent that are actually there with some kind of intent for malice and like a plan to mm-hmm. commit malice. Right. And so, or malicious plans. And right. so, yeah. I mean. I know that there was some reporting around and they're combing through the Capitol cameras. I get about people having been on tours the day before. before, Yes. Let's see. I was just looking that up. These three GOP um, legislators, Ali Alexander, who's one of the people that they've been, that they've arrested. My friend thinks he's singing like a bird and has like named these men, named these men. So Mm. they were able, and there weren't supposed to be anyone in that building during that time anyway. Mm. And and it's very interesting that, um, that they were in session and this, you know, you would think that the whole place would be on lockdown mm. because of so many people in one place. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I'm trying to track down what's true and not true and what I can't determine. 
based on reports. But it's been really interesting to kind of think about just how many people from the military were in the crowd, how many mm. elected officials, police officers, of police officers, um, and then just regular folk, just regular mm-hmm. trust fund babies. <laughs> uh, it's 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 mind boggling. It's really it's really an interesting uh, moment for us to, to have lived through like this. I mean, we're the still one. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I would, you know, as a qualification for all of this, I am still, you know, so they've got, you know, they're talking about tapping 20,000 uh, National Guard for protecting the United States. 25,000. 25,000 now, okay. Mm-hmm. So I re- I hope that I don't eat these words, but I mm-hmm. really think that we are talking about a qualitative difference between 7,000 people opportunistically storming the Capitol Mm-hmm. and a real existential threat to the monopoly on violence, which is the United States government. I actually... I you're wrong, too. Do, I, I, I hope you're wrong, I, too. I, 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 I just have a hard time believing that, given the the logistical might and the buy-in from... Um, the upper ranks and the lower ranks who have military housing and have to feed their families and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that the average Jane and Joe that mm-hmm. are in the military have any interest in tearing down the system. I agree with that. And mm-hmm. so, and so I do think that this is a chaotic moment for the country, but you know, as far as discussions of civil war and the whole thing coming down, I, that that's, I, I don't think that's where this goes. Tell me what you mean by civil war. Um, a sustained armed mm. conflict between mm. two or more entrenched groups in this country. I agree with you. I think the reason why I asked that is because I was thinking about not necessarily the sustainability, but the continued sort of explosions of violence around the mm. country. Okay, yeah. If you go with the if you go with the yeah. broader uh, uh, use of the term, then okay, maybe. No, yeah, I, I, I mean, might be, I might, I'm, I definitely would be more sympathetic to that. I think that that is, I think we're sort of heading into that time period as a country. The election of Biden is not like the forces that have been unleashed by, mm. and I mean, they were always there, of course, these latent exactly. forces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, unleashed as in like it was in the bottle or, you know, it was in a leaky bottle or, you know, but it was in, mm-hmm. it was in some kind of container. Um, and you mm-hmm. know, the, the agitation of, you know, I don't want to go full symbol on it, but the agitation of seeing a non-white male in mm-hmm. the white house sort of exercise, you know, it started to get in the bottle bottles really fizzy and, you know, a bit more agitated. And then mm-hmm. Trump just was like, Hey, let's just fucking cut the top off this and see what happens. I think a radioactive, I love, I love what yeah. you just said, but I think a radioactive energy, I mean, you know, waste and it's just kind of melting away at the, the container and then finally yeah. it's out. And we're all like, yeah. what the fuck? Irradiated, yeah. irradiated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Excuse me. I want to um, sort of tether this to this other question that um, we used to ostensibly get into the conversation, which is around, Forms of information or forms mm-hmm. of, and, and I've done a lot of reading, a lot of editing actually on pieces about disinformation. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask the question, what do you think are the key, key ideas or pieces of information that mm-hmm. were at the heart of this insurrection? Here, and let me throw my hat into the ring first, if I may. Sure, please. 
please. Okay. Um, I just read something the other day. I didn't come up with this, but I, I think that the, one of the two, or maybe two of the key pieces of information that are at the heart of this thing, this 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 radioactive waste, is um, the key precepts for the modern conservative movement, which were essentially brought to bear by Ronald Reagan. One is that you should hate your government because it's not on your side. And two is that, um, and it's related, in that people of color and people who are um, uh, immigrants to the U.S., particularly people of color who are immigrants to the U.S., are not real Americans, not as real as you folks who are white working class. Mm-hmm. The, the, so I, I think those things kind of like undergird the, 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 the sort of growing sense that this country is slowly being taken away from them, from, from the people who came to the capital to burn it all, to, in, some, in some ways to either push back on the government or to burn it down. So I, I'm probably with you on the volatility of those two strains, and mm. they're absolutely uh, inextricable uh, ingredients in what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd probably go. <clears throat> excuse me. Suspicion of the government goes way before Ronald Reagan. Yeah. If if you want, if the inflection is hatred, that might be something um, that's different, but. I mean, that is the very basis of the American system is suspicion. And let's be honest, in the history of the world, it, it, it's it's a very valid suspicion. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. shouldn't trust the government. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You shouldn't. I mean, right. the, people, monkeys with power are not to be trusted. Right. But now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get that doesn't mean that you're not going to get some decent ones. You know, Charles the 12th of Sweden was, you know, a pretty cool cat, but you know, Gustav the Third was not. I mean, there there's a lot of mm. there's a long list of people mm. that we really should be deeply suspicious of in positions of power. Obviously, Trump being one of them. But I, um, I want to say, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I interrupted you, Travis. But I just want to say at this point before you get to another point that I do think that. Hatred of the government is a qualitative mm. difference. I think mm. suspicion of government, you're right, has always been there. But mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan said, um, "What famously he said, what are the worst or what's like one of the worst things about <laughs> two worst things? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of funny. I mean, I mean well, it's, it's, know, kind, no, it's, it's kind of funny though. It's kind of fucked up, is what it <laughs> yeah, is. I know, but, I know, it's it's kind of funny. But the the thing is, I I probably. Um, I, as I have gotten older and been more engaged with this country and its institutions in mm. ways outside of the academy from when I was younger, mm. um, I have to say I'm not super impressed with uh, any of the governments that we have had mm. and the choices that they have made. I, I do not reflexively trust their judgment where where i would add the accelerant and you know um i 
tend to in, con- in our conversations, I tend to end up being the you know the person's like, well, you know, I have, I don't I think we overemphasize race in some of our uh, mm-hmm. you know sort of uh, descriptions of diseases in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the accelerant though was the election of Barack Obama. I really, really, yep. really do. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think Reagan played on the suspicion of the government, and then when Obama no longer did the government look like they looked Mm. or looked like us or them or whatever, however you want to like describe that group, that Mm. sort of Mm -hmm. that, that carving up of our national identity into racial affiliations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I really do think that, I I mean, I can say, and I, I won't go too into this, but I have anecdotal personal experience with people um, whose political agitation became significantly uh, increased mm-hmm. and ramped up after the election of Barack Obama. Um, and I mean, this is about the centrist, centrist Democrat that yeah. you could have. I mean, I mean, the, the, he is he couldn't like, go. He could not go full <laughs> radical in any manner, shape, or form. He had no past no. to even indicate that, other than his skin color. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was the, like the Jackie Robinson of politics. Like he just like was absolutely, you know, down the middle. I'm mm-hmm. going to be careful. I'm going to walk the line. You know, yeah. which is why he, which is why he was able to get elected president in this country twice. And so, mm-hmm. and so, I think, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I, I mean, so I think the hatred starts honestly with him. And I mean, I, I, I do agree with you, and you know, in your identification of Reagan with a, a lot of negative trends. Um, but I, I feel like Reagan was just a very able politician who played on those strings. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh yeah, uh, th- that were just you know that have just been sitting there waiting to be played. Uh, but what you're was, saying, sorry, sorry, go ahead, Stephen. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was just thinking about Reagan, but so Reagan had to jump off of the Carter, like he used the Carter moment. And what I go back to is Carter's last speech, which was where he talked about the crisis of confidence, and he goes, "It is a crisis mm. that strikes at the very heart and soul and spirit of our national will. We can see this crisis in the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives." And in the loss of unity of purpose for our nation, this stuff was developing. And there are these moments where people sort of represent through policies and through the um, tenor of the nation. I I wouldn't say that the hatred started with Obama. I'll say that it was there, there, but it was more inflamed. And then people felt more emboldened. And by the time Trump comes along, people just outright going, fuck you. I mean, it was always there, but it was, and, and, and then so, but people aren't yelling at the right people. <laughs> I always find it was like going, why aren't you yelling at your local and state and these politicians who are selling your, selling companies and selling all the stuff away? Why aren't you mad at NAFTA? Why aren't you mad at these kinds of things? But yeah. no, it's always been targeted and very well that that thing over there is your problem. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't have what you think is over you. Sh- right. Yeah. What you deserve. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I want to, since we are talking about forms of kind of information and how that enables or coerces action. So if we go back to, um, I think it was Travis's metaphor of the, the container of nuclear waste, right? Radioactive mm-hmm. waste. Um, and you know, getting more agitated. Actually, I think it was. I think uh, I think Stephen, you said it was radioactive. That um, it was getting more agitated, right? And 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 Trump basically cuts the lid off the thing and sort of lets it out. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say that 
the kind of misinformation, there's particular kinds of misinformation that it's helped weaken that structure that contained that radioactive mm-hmm. material, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and the particular uh, uh, bits of misinformation, I think, are, in this instance, that and the key one is that the election was stolen from, quote, unquote, yeah. us. Like it was stolen, like, like there, there was some sort of nefarious plan intentionally enacted, um, organized by the cruel left to deprive us of our duly elected leader. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, this was Roger, I mean, Roger Stone, if I remember correctly, I know I read who was responsible for the stop the steal um, slogan mm-hmm. and it's been around for four years or something. He had planned it from 2016 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically when they, in preparation for mm-hmm. um, what they assumed would be Trump's loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that is the, I mean, this is the, this was the story, um, the piece and I, I should remember his name. Maybe I'll look it up that um, the, he's on the editorial board for the times. He wrote a piece about sort of Trump kind of dissecting January 6th and, um, mm-hmm. connected the two strains of people who have enabled Trump. So there are the people that are like the gamers, the people who are trying to game the system. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people that are just sort of trying to tear it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've got kind of like the Hollies and the cruises and the tear it down section and the gamers are like, you know, kind of McConnell or whatever. I think right. I'm uh-huh. his argument right, 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 right. But he, he points out one of the main ingredients to the rise of a sustaining, destructive, fascistic movement and i say fascistic as an adjective and not as a noun because i do have some i do don't quite want to go there with my language right. as far as calling it fascism for a number right. of specific reasons but right. um is that you know essentially there needs to be a big lie you get you need a right. big lie so oh, you, you have you need a big lie for people to become fully untethered from reality mm-hmm. little yes. lies little lies kind of keep them in the world of Sort of the natural exchange of information and competing mm-hmm. and competing knowledge networks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A big lie scoops them up. You know, a big lie is the comet's going to come and you you know leave your shoes. You know that that's the that's the that's the big lie. Mm-hmm. And so Trump didn't ha- as much as he lied, mm-hmm. he didn't have a big lie until now. Mm-hmm. Right. right, and the Absolutely. steal mm-hmm. is the big lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found his argument pretty persuasive on that point. I mean, that's like, like I don't, I mean, I have to say, I, all of my ire is directed at the orc, at the, the people orchestrating the, this narrative of the big lie, mm-hmm. you know, six, you know, 6,800 of those people like we're there because they believe this big lie or whatever the number is, right? Some mm-hmm. large number of those people like, what do you fucking think people are going to do if you're telling them that they have no representation in right. the system that tells them what they're going to get pissed off? Right. Right. But they do have agency. And that's why oh, yeah, all yeah, of my sure, of ire course. won't go just simply towards the architects. It goes towards mm. the check your fucking sources. Don't mm. be in these echo chambers. These algorithms are going to tell you what you think you believe about something. Mm. So when, you know, people were going around the country right after the insurrection asking Trump supporters what they think now. And they're like, well, he's not going to be, a, um, unless he's president, we're going to do it again. And they were saying all these kinds of things I felt were like, 
besides the cosplay that was going on mm. at the Capitol mm. with people dressing a certain way and looking a certain way and sort of like gleefully, you know, smiling at cameras. And it was an amazing moment to think about how much of this was an adventure for people. Mm. You know? Oh, for sure. Satis- like all the satis- 1776 stuff. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. The tr- beating a cop to death with a flag or, you know, all these. No, a fire extinguisher. Excuse me, fire extinguisher. Mm. There was some. There was a cop that uh, read a couple articles where they. Said oh no, they he was. They. I know exactly what you're talking about because I got kind of wrapped up in this. Okay. So the images of the cop being drugged down the stairs and yes. the one beaten with the flag. Right. It mm-hmm. turns out that probably was not the guy that died. Um, because. Oh, shit. Because it looks like the guy in the. I mean, the the captain said he couldn't say because. So much gear was being swapped between people, but the gear mm-hmm. that the person had on that was being dragged down the stairs looked like Metropolitan Police and not Capitol Police. Gotcha. So it's, okay. I, but you know, it's kind of fog of war stuff. So right. you almost, you know, but they certainly had intent to mm-hmm. kill this, uh, to kill this guy. Yeah. I mean, whether they succeeded somewhere else by accident, mm-hmm. what they were intending to do in that moment was just, you know, the enraged. Um, right, just the enraged crowds, sort of a mob rule. And so, yeah, I, I want to sure. say something about this election stolen from us—the big lie. Mm. It's a big. Feels like, um, actually, I had it had it in my head a moment ago. It feels like a metaphor that was developing and growing. It was, you know, it was, it was growing and developing. Then the stop the steal. Still, so many Republicans after the insurrection still voted uh, not to certify. I know. I know. You know, Hawley and Cruz, these folks who have lost endorsements and lost supporters. And there's a super PAC I was reading about this morning not to get Hawley <laughs> um, to, to, um, to go against him during the election. And I think, what is it called? It's called something very funny. Like, it's a, it's a backronym, not an acronym. Josh. Oh, it's acronym. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome thing about. Uh, what is this? I don't know about this. It's it's Josh Hawley and it's a super PAC that decided that what they were going to do is no 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 um, I, I don't know about the backronym thing I don't know what that that what is, what that is I'm assuming that it's there um, if I'm wrong Travis please let me know it's so if you take my name and then you add an acronym to it it's taking it's not something that was born out of a statement it's oh, in backwards okay am I that's my take on it I don't know if it's true or not but it, it, I think it. It uh, it takes it from uh, like it's basically a um, a manufacture. I mean, an acronym is manufactured too. I'm not going to be able to give you a succinct definition, but I think it's something along the lines of you take uh, you create an acronym and link it to something that had already existed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so I'll tell you what the Josh thing is in just a second. The acronym I'm reading from the dictionary. An acronym deliberately formed from a phrase whose initial letters spell out a particular word or words, either to create a memorable name or as a fanciful explanation of a word's origin. Biodiversity serving our nation or bison. Oh. Yeah, so a word that already existed. The bison word already existed. Uh. And so you... You come up, you know, like the the one that I always think of uh, for a backronym is ro- what I when I was in school for l- learning the order of the colors of the rainbow, Roy G. Biv. So uh, like was someone's name, you know, uh, Roy G. Biv was someone's name. But of course, so like bison, 
you're mapping it onto something that already exists. Got it. You know, as mm. a, as a mnemonic or got whatever. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So Josh what is mm-hmm. just oust seditious hacks. <laughs> <laughs> just oust seditious hacks. I'm like, okay. Right. Yes. What do I pay? What do I pay my five ten dollars? Right. Yes. <laughs> you know. And so the backlash has been very interesting, and it's been it's been moneyed. You know, it's been corporations yeah. and it's ties with Trump and some mm-hmm. of his allies. Mm-hmm. It's I, I want to see how sustained it'll be. Mm. I like the measured responses. Not, I don't like them, but I'm more like, we're going to not give you money for about six months. We'll see what you yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Rather I mean, than I, the people who are snap, you mm. know. It, I like it, it does, but I don't know what it means. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with your your sense that, you know, let's see. When Ted Cruz is still a senator a year from now and you need his vote for whatever tax break that you want mm-hmm. in that district, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the money will flow again to him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, the thing that to sort of take a slightly different angle on it and related back to to the Knowledge Network stuff, which I appreciate Seth keeping the, on the front of our mind is mm-hmm. – the rapidity with which social media has been able to shut all of it down, I think, is a real concern. It's, like, it's, it's an indictment of social media. So it's an indictment on social media, mm-hmm. and private companies should not have that kind of power. Right. Agreed. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Right. That is something that for a government to do. And even if our government is failing to do that, like that is the institution that should be responsible to it because Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. corporations are responsible to their shareholders. And I don't know about the two of you, but I don't fucking have any Facebook stock. So, but I do have a vote. And so I, I, Mm -hmm. I definitely, um, I am not in favor for the unilateral power of these private companies to cut people's to cut people off from the marketplace of ideas, but but but, but my but my position is a little more lefty than yours is, which mm-hmm. is my problem is more that they didn't do it before. Like Facebook and Twitter mm. clearly had the ability to just fucking turn the spigot off, at least on Trump, because the shit that he was spewing was so toxic. But it was always like, well, he didn't do this, or he didn't cross this line, or we're just going to label it. Um, until people lost their lives in an insurrection. And then they felt empowered or, or, or uh, not mm-hmm. empowered. They felt safe enough to finally I, turn it off. I, or, I, I, or were afraid enough of litigation. And see, that's what I'm, that's, so that's why I, I throw my lot in with you, Travis, is that no one should have this much power. Despite mm-hmm. the fact I despise Trump and a lot of his people, I despise them. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Given that platform to be able to say all these things, mm. it still feels like it's shutting down free speech. It's shutting it down. Mm-hmm. And we don't, um, yeah, it, and I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, but that may not, it's not me just running the country. It's not country Stephen. It's everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to try to find some common ground and try to live together, no, Facebook and, and, and Twitter shouldn't do that under the guise of, we're shutting this down because people lost their lives. Again, it's shareholders, it's money, and that that power is really powerful. And I hate, I'm like, I, I, like I said, I don't like people having so much having a platform to disparage other people. Trump was just terrible. It was like, in addition to the policies, in addition to the inattention to the pandemic, in atten- you know, and downright refusal that it's a pandemic at one point. Mm. You still have <laughs> right. tweets two or three times a day, and then the media has a report on it, and it's. Fuck, and there's no lot. Sometimes a lot, not a lot of um, 
insight. It was terrorism. It just felt terrible. Mm-hmm. It just ter- it's terrible. So yes, I want that shit shut down, but I don't want that shit shut down. I don't. Yeah. Because yeah, it's I'm, shutting me down. It's shutting you down. It's shutting, what if someone comes after American Asia and says, we can't be on any um, platform? We mm-hmm. have to really think broadly about this and not just with our feelings today, but the long-term effects. Because now they look like heroes, and I don't like that. Today's podcast is split into two parts. You just listened to part one. Uh, we hope you'll join us again next week for part two.